Okay, I'm delighted to be joined this morning by Gina Broadhurst, who is co-founder of Forgotten Limited, a campaign that has been established, well, for, for reasons that she'll tell us about now. Gina, welcome to you. Hi. Hello, Frank. Good to have you in the downtown den. And um, uh, let me just start by saying that, you know, most people, whatever their political persuasion, whatever their views of, of what's happened over the last few days in terms of the Prime Minister's advisor and all that sort of thing, um, the, the common thought, I think, is that the Chancellor Rishi Sunak has done a, a, a pretty decent job in terms of protecting uh, businesses and the business community. Um, but of course, your campaign has been established, uh, perhaps to give him a nudge in a direction uh, for him to, to have another look at the packages of business support uh, that he's come up with. So tell us about Forgotten Limited. Okay, so um, I myself am a small business owner. I own a shutter company in Surrey. So my husband and I are co-directors uh, and we employ another two staff and we put interior shutters into people's homes. So instead of curtains, shutters. We're a really fast growing business. And obviously when uh, the lockdown happened, we shut our doors, we ceased trading because going in and out of people's homes is not appropriate this time. So then we started to look around at how is it going to impact our business and what support was available. And when Rishi Sunak made his announcements, we were thrilled. But then we looked into it a little bit further and we thought, okay, so our two staff are covered and we're really grateful for the coronavirus job retention scheme for that aspect, that is helping us immensely not to lose our staff. But actually it didn't really mean anything for us as the business owners and for the business there was no support. So we don't qualify for a grant, we are home-based, so we don't have a rate, uh, commercial rates. Um, it's not really practical to furlough ourselves and just mothball our business. Uh, so our business works on about an eight week timeline we had loads of orders that were placed pre-lockdown and those people continue to contact us and want to talk to us and have a dialogue with us. And if we're furloughed, we have to just, you know, no contact and that's not professional and it's not really practical to just kind of mothball your business. So we found ourselves struggling. Um, we have two small children, we have outgoings for our home and our business and all of that was expected to just tick over with, you know, a big fat zero coming in and a lot of money going out so I looked around and found a Facebook group which was started by a lady called Philippa um, in Leicestershire or something you know someone completely not connected to me at all and it was really a support group for people like me but when I looked into it after about 24 hours the numbers of people joining this group were just absolutely exponential and common stories you know a whole disenfranchised group of business owners with very similar frustrations and problems all across the country. So I, I WhatsApped this stranger and said, um, have you got 10 minutes to talk to me about something? And we spoke and we, we made a commitment that we would flip this and rather than it being an echo chamber of consolation, I guess, it would be a lobbying campaign and we would seize the day, you know, because it wasn't gonna happen by magic. Um, and we decided we'd just make this a public campaign. So Forgotten Limited was born. Um, and then we started to get offers of help from people all across the country. At one point we had a volunteer in Japan 
she was British, but she was in Japan. We were a global team. Um, and we got up at the, at the peak. We had about 20 people working on the project. So to get it rolling, this was, the, I think, the 9th of April we began. Um, and today we're, we're up to 5,000 plus followers on Twitter, 7,000 plus on Facebook, a really, really vocal, vibrant community. Um, we got up to about 20 volunteers at the peak, but we've actually pared it back down now to about a core team of 10. And we feel what we're doing is incredibly important work and we get feedback every day from our su supporters and the disenfranchised business owners that we're, you know, in some respects almost, <laughs> I don't know, saving their sanity, I guess. You know, it, the mental health implications of what's going on is a huge um, we're kind of like a cross between, I don't know, uh, um, a business networking group, bit, bit of that, bit of Samaritans. Um, I mean, it is a bit nuts, you know, what we find ourselves doing every day. I do this sort of 10 hours a day, seven days a week and have done since the 9th of April. Um, but, you know, we, we're generating national press coverage, broadcast, um, print media. We've done a, 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 a stunt in... Westminster I mean just what we've done this disparate group of essentially strangers I, I think is just incredible so the blueprint for what you can achieve when you just get the bit between the teeth I think it's very much opened my eyes to what you can do if you really want to <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and in terms of the, the the campaign obviously catching fire uh, which is great and it's fabulous yeah. the people have seen an organization that they can go to, ask for help, get support, mm -hmm. have their voices heard. Mm -hmm. Has the the Chancellor's Office, the Treasury government mm -hmm. reached out to you and, and had a conversation with you up till this point? Not the Treasury, no. I mean, we've had individual conversations with a lot of MPs. That's normally stimulated through an individual member as a constituent, because mainly MPs will only discuss what they call casework if you're a constituent. Um, so we encourage three actions daily from our members, and that is sign the petition, write to your MP, and follow us on Twitter. Now, obviously, they can't follow us every day, but if they haven't already, that's there. And write to your MP absolutely can be done every day. You know, MPs are there to serve us. It's not the other way around. Um, so continually reminding them of our trials and tribulations and how they can help us and how they should be representing us in the house is really important. And when the communications come back from the MPs, we keep a log in the campaign office of who is in support, which regions, which constituencies, and we can really see a national picture of support. And the obvious supporters are going to be the opposition. So Lib Dem and Labour have been very quick to support us. But actually what we believe is, is key to this is the Tory backbenchers. And, and we do have a surprising amount of support amongst Tory MPs, uh, more than you would probably perceive. I just don't think we've quite hit critical mass, which is why it's so important to keep that dialogue going every day. Um, we have worked with some trade bodies and some chambers and um, people like the Nighttime Industries Association have endorsed us. Uh, we're reaching out at the moment as well to big business. We're trying to demonstrate our um, importance to the supply chain. 
and the knock-on effect of just allowing a, a really vibrant category of business in the business ecosystem if small business fails what are the implications on big business if you look at sectors like um, events for example 81 percent of the supply chain are small limited companies well that's catastrophic for events as a sector uh, and there are many stories like that. You know, I, I can't be an expert on every industry, but our members can give us those kind of stats. Um, and it's about demonstrating our value and continuing to beat the drum so that hopefully eventually the penny's going to drop. Uh, that this isn't just two million limited companies that are affected. It's, you know, we, we think up to about 7.5 million people's jobs are at risk, as an example. Yeah. Um, and you sitting at home being exposed to the campaign may think, well, that doesn't affect me because I don't work for a small limited company or I don't own a small limited company. But the reality is your husband may work for one or your son or your major contract of supply may be with one. You know, we have, we have to build that picture rather than just thinking about our group. And that's what we're really focused on at the moment. I think one of the interesting aspects of this whole conversation is that firstly those implications have not been recognized and recognized by a guy who clearly is smart in terms of mm -hmm. the chancellor because i'm absolutely with you in terms of that compelling argument that that mm. small enterprise group of as you say two million people impacts on so many other things that mm -hmm. there will be um short medium and long-term economic impacts for yeah. businesses if they don't get the help and support that you believe they need mm -hmm. but i think the other aspect of this gene and i think this is something that businesses as a whole need to take on board and need to start to uh, do a little more about is mm -hmm. that if even a conservative government sees directors somehow as people who well, you know, they're paying themselves a dividend and mm -hmm. they'll probably have a bit more money salted away and they've all got offshore accounts. Yeah, if only, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, if only. <laughs> but, but you see where I'm coming from, don't you? Because there is that perception that mm -hmm. if you're a company owner, then mm -hmm. actually, you know, you're okay. You'll be able to look after yourself. And of course, you will be coming across on a daily basis now some fairly desperate uh, mm -hmm. individuals I, I guess yeah. yeah yeah I mean it's it's very sad but it's true we have encountered people who have taken their lives in the campaign that's happened that's the reality um, somebody sent me a screenshot of their bank account yesterday um, and they had uh, 77 pounds you know that was it mm. that's the end of that kind of you know we we really 10 weeks in we are at breaking point some of our members yeah. um i think a film was made by one of our members spontaneously and sent to us a vox pop style, style film of her talking to camera her husband's a photographer um, in lincoln and she articulated it beautifully and she said my husband's a photographer he's not a director director is the name that the treasury give him he's a photographer you know we don't refer to ourselves as directors that's just a, a label yeah. um, the word director and the words dividend the d words we tend not to use because they're sort of dirty the, the press or whoever have made them dirty words for whatever reason 
you know, a, a dividend to me is just how I take my income. Uh, and I don't, I don't have a sign on my desk that says director. You know, I put shutters in windows. It's that simple, isn't it? Yeah. I think they're just labels. But unfortunately for us, there is a sort of slur that come with those labels. Yeah. 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 And I think that's more of a that you know that's a broader challenge in some respects, mm -hmm. isn't it? Because that mm -hmm. was here beforehand. I do think, as I say, that the business as a whole um, needs needs a reset in a sense yeah. and perhaps needs to be a bit more robust in terms of demonstrating the value that we have you know without yeah. and the, the point i've made on several occasions during the past week you know i've realized recognized how difficult this is for people in terms mm. of those who are concerned about health issues those who are concerned about the virus but if we remain in lockdown for too much longer you ain't seen nothing yet because of course yeah. the economy goes uh, bust which another two or three months of this mm. would absolutely see us going bust who's going to fund the nhs who's going to fund mm. schools who's going to you know so so actually you know i think business needs to as i say start to have a bit of a reset in terms of its the perception of itself in a sense but that <laughs> is a longer term argument what i'm more interested in gina is where your campaign goes next because this is immediate these mm -hmm. uh, this is now yeah. that have been taken are as you say uh having a, a terrifying impact on some people so yeah. what do uh, we need to do in terms of being able to help support the campaign and move it on a bit so so those three immediate actions that I, I listed, I would ask everybody who's watching this to do, please. So that is sign the petition. Uh, this is a parliamentary petition. So once it reaches 100,000 signatures, it has to be debated in Parliament. It forces the conversation to the House. So absolutely sign it and share it widely. And by share it widely, it isn't your friends and family. That's great, please do that. But it is your business networks, your LinkedIn connections, you know, downtown in business, there's a huge infrastructure there of, of people that could, could sign. This will impact everybody. So everybody needs to sign that and push it over that line so that we can get that debate in parliament. Um, write to your MP. You don't have to be a small limited company to be concerned about the impact of the damage on the economy. Write to your MP and ask for them to advocate on, on your behalf. Follow us on Twitter. Sounds like a silly thing, but Twitter is a powerful beast. Um, Twitter is a great way to influence decision makers and policy makers. So if we want to reach MPs and journalists, that's probably the best vehicle. And scale, um, you know, is everything. So, you know, if we can send our message to 200,000 people a hit, that's great. Um, what are the next steps? How are we going to move the campaign on, in all honesty? Um, hopefully this week we're going to move uh, into some quite visible uh, media placements in key cities across the country. Hopefully, watch this space, maybe today even. Um, we're lobbying also... Um, not just MPs, but the mayors, so the metro mayors, uh, so Steve Rotherham, Andy Burnham, Andy Street, etc. So I'm starting to speak to the mayoral offices because I think between them, the metro mayors represent, it's either 20 or 30% of the UK population live in their areas. Massively important to us. 
Um, not sure how I'll get on with Sadiq Khan. He'd probably be the last one that I'll go to. But um, yeah, really important for us to lobby at that level. And also starting to speak to individual chambers. So I am in, in conversation with um, Liverpool Chamber as an example. Um, because if we can get an endorsement, and so your members, if they're members of chambers, can help with that. You know, um, if individual chambers give their endorsement to the campaign, it's a domino effect because once Liverpool Chamber gives their endorsement, it might move on to Wirral and then we roll across the country. It really is those stakeholders, people like Ipsy, the IOD, the FSB, um, you know, if we can get a public endorsement from trade bodies, it really helps to lend weight to the campaign. So that's our kind of next steps. Um, we're launching a, a new campaign as well with a sort of substrand with our supporters. We're, we're um, moving to a regional champion system. So we're going to have uh, people representing each of the national regions nationally um, so that we can gain as much local knowledge as possible and, and deliver greater press coverage and regional support. So kind of getting a little bit more granular now with the campaign. Okay. Well, it sounds as though there's uh, progress being made, but still much to do. And, you know, so I wish you absolutely all the best. But before we, we go, I just want people to get a message in the head, which you touched on before, but perhaps needs amplifying a little. And that's the mm -hmm. wider impact of this. So uh, I'm talking to somebody at, at the moment who employs eight staff, who mm -hmm. is in exactly the situation that you've described, company director, um, some money in the bank, which is great mm -hmm. because it's been able to secure um, two or three months in, in terms of both the business and of course their own personal finances. And as yep. you rightly say, the furloughing scheme, great. Uh, but of course, what they're looking at is when they go back now, having to almost start from scratch again because all yeah. their reserves will have been stripped out. They've not yeah. had any buffer. And guess what? They're gonna make at least two, if not three of their staff redundant. Mm -hmm. What that does then to our unemployment levels, if, you, yeah. uh, if that has a cumulative effect across businesses such as that, and why would they be any different to anybody else? They so won't at be. some point, the chancellor will pay for this. So mm -hmm. why not pay in a positive fashion mm -hmm. rather than wait to be paying five, six million people on employment benefits? And in a nutshell, Jim, that probably was, is the message that we need to try and get across to, to the Chancellor yeah. colleagues, isn't it? A lot of our social media um, content makes that key point you know up to 7.5 million people we estimate are could be impacted and unemployed as a result of this that's a huge number um we're, we're currently running a poll it's live at the moment actually just to establish of our supporters how many unemployed we would represent so statistically we did a piece of research of 1700 people we're just going back and saying so if you went bust how many people lose their job and then we're going to scale that up because that is absolutely crucial. That's the implications, you know, millions of unemployed. And we've got to land that point squarely with the Chancellor. Absolutely. Gina, it's been great to speak to you. And uh, hopefully the campaign will um, start to get the attention of the 
level that it needs to get that attention and action will be taken. As I said at the start of this conversation, I've been hugely impressed with the Chancellor's response to most of the issues that have been raised. I know mm -hmm. he will have been distracted over the past few days, but hopefully he'll start to look at Forgotten Limited and the campaign and, and start to take some action on the points that you've raised. And yeah. if he doesn't, then I'm more than happy to uh, to get you back into the den in the not too distant future and we'll give it another nudge. But those key points that you've mentioned, obviously, uh, yeah. sign the petition, write to your MP, follow Twitter. So where do we go yeah, to follow so, you on Twitter? So our website, the petition is front and centre on the website. So the website is Forgotten LTD, ForgottenLimited.com. Uh, and on all social media, the handle is at Forgotten LTD, Forgotten Limited. Brilliant. Gina, yeah. it's been great to speak to you. And as I say, all the very best with the campaign. Thank you, Frank. Cheers.